You're listening to the Soggy Bottom Girls podcast, exploring all things on the Great British Baking Show with your hosts, Alison Roche and Lisa Vukmirovic. Hey everyone, I'm Alison. And I'm Lisa. And it's Botanical, botanical Week. Botanical Week. <laughs> Whatever the heck that means. <laughs> I love Botanical Week. I did too. And I, I liked how it was very broad. Yes. It could be anything. Yes. I, I think I liked Botanical Week so much because I actually had experience, you know, uh, who hasn't made a lemon meringue pie if you're a baker? Um, yeah. You know, so you can relate to making them rain and such, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah. And then they fold in bread there and cake mm-hmm. making. How mm-hmm. fun is that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like Botanical Week. Um, the very first challenge is, as I said, was to make a marine pie. And I, there were so many flavors that interested me. In fact, when I first watched this series, I tried to bake a grapefruit meringue pie like Benjamina did and it failed. I don't know what I did wrong, but it failed. Did it taste bad or the meringue failed or what? Well, no, the meringue didn't fail, but the filling, it didn't have enough grapefruit. I'm sure. That's what Paul said. Remember he was like, grapefruit is really hard to get to come through, but she did. She did a good job. She did. Hers was beautiful. And I maybe she, I wonder if she has a recipe out there maybe, or I wonder if it's really just, do you need to add, know when to add like our friend Ian Cumming, orange oil? Is there a grapefruit oil? Is there a citrus Probably. oil that would just enhance it without adding the fakey mm-hmm. flavoring? Cause I love grapefruit. You I do. So much. Yeah. Tell me how you enjoy grapefruit on a regular basis, Allison. In what ways? I would like to know. Well, when I was a kid, we had them all the time. My parents would cut it in half and just section it with a knife. And then my mama put... At your house, did you have those special spoons with the serrated at the end? Is that that a 70s thing? Because I remember you go to get a spoon to eat your cereal with or whatever. And you're like, oh, no, it's a great (laughs) spoon. (laughs) (laughs) You burn your mouth. (laughs) And now I don't feel like households have those. I've been married 26 years. I don't have a grapefruit spoon or anything. With I do. I do. <gasps> and I've bought them. I've bought them in the last decade or so. I mean, I haven't bought them recently, but. Wow. Maybe I'm there. just missing out. But guess what? I don't like grapefruit. What? I don't. But when I worked at Uncle Paul's in Elgin, Illinois, <laughs> I used to, this was the 90s. Um, remember how everybody was like, grapefruit is a fat burner. Oh, remember, remember? Yeah, many so grapefruit diets. When yeah. I would have my break, when I was waitressing at Uncle Paul's, I would go get a juice glass and fill it with grapefruit juice. But then I add like <laughs> three sweet and lows to it and then down and be like, I'm going to be so skinny. <laughs> and I hated every minute of it. Oh my gosh. I didn't know that. True story. True That's story. hilarious. Yep. Well, my mom would put a maraschino cherry in the center for me. So that's how seventies it was. Yes. (laughs) Yes. But I don't I don't know if I had grapefruit juice till I was an adult. Definitely not at Uncle Paul's. But (laughs) my I think my grandma made a grapefruit cocktail with um with vodka and she called it a salty dog. Yes, Yes, yes. 
And I, I don't know if there yeah. was salt on the edge or what, but I remember mm-hmm. being like, I've heard of that. Mm-hmm. What's grosser than grapefruit juice and vodka <laughs> <laughs> and salt? Gee, I don't know. <laughs> Let's drink it. <laughs> well, one of our other favorite bakers, Slassi, also made a grapefruit. Well, he made a grapefruit orange mint. Uh, I just lost my word. Pie? They're not calling it pie, though, are they? No, I'm calling it calling it a pie. No, citrus meringue pie is the challenge. Okay. Yeah, not a tart. Um, Not a tart. Okay, yeah. And so there was an interesting thing that I could throw back to a previous podcast. Selassie puts on top of his, he decorates with a facilis, 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 and it's subtle. They don't say it, but in when they bring up the drawing, the description, it is pictured on there and what it is. So I took a deep dive because okay, let's I know go. People are waiting. I have no for idea this. what you're talking about. <laughs> I'm excited to learn. Do you recall a few episodes ago we discussed that papery tomatillo e little yes. fruit that some of the bakers use yes, on ma'am. top? Mm-hmm. That is called. I think Fissilis, okay. Fissilis, and I, that is what it's called. Selassie put it on there, and so I was like, well, what is it exactly? And what it is, is a ground cherry, which we have in the Midwest. You have those, don't you? I don't know. <laughs> are, they, are they green? <laughs> like a tomatillo? No, they're ye- they're usually like a yellowish, but the tomatillo is in the Phasalis family. I don't know if I'm saying so that right. So he put it on there. Are you supposed to eat it or is it just? No, you can eat it. You can oh. eat it. It's it's supposedly sort of sweet and sort of tart. It has a lot of notes in it. So like a little tomatoy note and a little pineapple and a little fig. Oh my goodness. A little no. tropical, a little okay. tropical flavor okay. to it. And so when you see, I know Jane had a bake earlier on that she had them on top of it's they're also called pardon me they can be called a cape gooseberry but not a true gooseberry a true gooseberry like what we would think of growing on a shrub here in the midwest again is not the same but a cape gooseberry and here's the best news lisa okay you you too could have three phasalis on top of a cake from Amazon for the just reasonable price of 28 bucks. What? <laughs> you can buy three of them? Three, a three ounce package, which is three pieces of fruit. That's the size of a little cherry. Are they, they're just dried up? <laughs> no, they're fresh. I think that's why it's so expensive. Oh my gosh. I wonder if like Whole Foods has something like that. I wonder. Also called a goldenberry. That's a goldenberry. Goldenberry. I feel like I've heard that. Yep. They've used that term before. Okay. Well, thank you for that education. Oh, you're so welcome. You're you're so good at finding out things. And I don't even remember hearing that. And I I take copious notes while I'm watching. It probably just went, you know, right over my head. It was very subtle. I don't think they ever said it when he presented or anything. I don't even think they addressed it. It was just in the little you know, voiceover drawing section, but, but I was so thrilled to get the name of it finally. Cause I've been wondering. I liked the way Selassie's uh, 
thing looked with the rectangle. He and Benjamina both did rectangle shape pies, right? How interesting. I wrote that note as well. <gasps> I like, See I like how this we rectangle shape. Yes. Mm-hmm. And it seems like that would make it really, really easy to serve. I agree. Which I makes agree. me, you know, every time I cut a pie or a cake, no matter how hard I try, I always mess it up and don't make a nice even cut. I feel like mm-hmm. serving it that way, just in a nice rectangle off the edge would that'd be a little more satisfying. Nice way to I do agree. it. I agree. I thought they both looked really sharp. I mm-hmm. liked it. Um, so did you find yourself longing to try Tom's blood orange pumpkin? Oh, heavens no. <laughs> I don't know what is wrong with that guy. I'm like, wh- what? And, you know, people around the world think that Americans are crazy for eating so much pumpkin stuff. <laughs> you know, how we it's fall and everybody goes pumpkin spice crazy and yeah. Stuff yeah. like that. And I'm like, why would you do that when all Paul ever does is make fun of us and tell us, you know, Americans don't know how to make a pie. The only way to make an American pie better is to make it a British pie. And yeah, pumpkin pie is an American pie. And I, I didn't think it looked good at all. I can't imagine oranges going with, with pumpkin. The thing for me was pumpkin feels heavy and it does feel autumnal mm-hmm. and it just seems to be in opposition to a lighter curd and meringue. I don't know. It just seemed weird. And then I believe he did a blood orange syrup and sort of did it over the top of the meringue, which looked terrible. Sorry, yeah. Tom. It looked terrible. Absolutely. Agreed with you on that. I would have gone with the like what Jane did with lime and coconut. And by the way, when she said... <laughs> I feel like this could take us all night long to talk about this. When she said, <laughs> we got this from the Harry Nielsen song, put the lime in the coconut. I was like, um, <laughs> I didn't know that. I love that song. I didn't know it was a Harry Nielsen song. Cause do you know how I, how I knew that song? Tell me you knew it this way. Muppet show. When, when Kermit sings it. I'm doing some deep thinking right now okay. and I'm you coming what, up short. <laughs> you, you need me to sing it for you? No, I know the song, okay, but I do know. not know it from the Muppets. I, I'm telling I don't you, know. Probably I, from, I don't know what I know. I got from. right on Spotify, looked it up and I, I geeked out to it. I listened to it two or three times. <laughs> Dan came home and he's like, what are you listening to? I'm like, did you know this Harry Nielsen song? So fantastic. That is a good That's song. Sweet. Yes. And sweet. if you haven't watched the Muppets do it immediately, go watch the Muppets do it. Cause it's so cute. Well, her coconut lime wasn't the only coconut lime, but first I must ask you, in this first signature bake, what was the biggest controversy, controversy? Was it that Mary Berry absolutely cannot tolerate uh, torching meringues? Or was it the fact that Candace went with a nude lip? Dude, I wrote that down. <laughs> but no lipstick question mark? Is it just a nude lip or did was she going like chapstick the way I do? I don't know. But yeah, it's compared to the one I watched today where I'm like, dang girl, goth much, you know, like almost mm-hmm. black. 
lipstick. That was a oh, controversy. Yes. That was but, a controversy, um, yeah. I have to say her green swirl was very upsetting when it just kept getting worse and worse and worse. Because, like, when she first did it, I was like, well, that's kind of cool. And then all of a sudden it became like a soupy green pile on the top of her pie. Her problem, too, was she selected a green that reminded me of a dyed carnation from the yes. 1970s. Yes. It was a terrible, terrible green. It was. Terrible. She even said that. I, I made it too green, for sure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She did get some points on, you know, they didn't think it was awful. Uh, you know, she just had some technical stuff. I just wonder really why she that. put that lemongrass in there, honestly. I'm not sure that that added. I, I doubt I it. That adds anything. Probably not. Andrew, he did a lot of ginger. Um, his you think it was, was an, very a nod flat. to his own hair, adding the ginger in there. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, poor Andrew. His meringue was so, so flat. Underwhipped. Yeah. But they did really love the curd. He got a lot of props for that. And his pastry Um, was too thick also. Yeah. Yeah. That was unfortunate. Um, Anybody stand out besides who we've spoken of? Like, what was your favorite? Or have you made anything besides a lemon? No, I meant to make a lime, a key lime pie. And I have made key lime pies before. Yeah. And um, I meant to make one this week, but I don't have anyone to give it to because I'm not having band (laughs) practice. I should hit up my neighbor who who Mm -hmm. will take things from me, but maybe tomorrow I might, I have some extra graham crackers lying around left over from school snack. So, oh, there you yeah, go. I'll make, I love a graham cracker crust. Yeah. I know that theirs are supposed to be pastry, but can you honestly beat a graham cracker crust, Allison? When it, even a pumpkin pie made with a graham cracker crust, you know, I'm proud of my pastry. I think I do a nice job when I make a pie. Yeah. But I, I would rather have a graham cracker crust and, you know, Americans what Oreo crusts and stuff like that. It just makes it sweeter and. I don't know. But mm-hmm. if I if I do make some key lime pies, I'll surely use a graham cracker crust. Yes. I me too. I think I've only made a key lime pie with a graham cracker crust. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, this week's technical. Um, I actually thought it was a good technical too. I can get down with this. Yeah, it me was, too. Yeah, it was a bread, um, sort of a flat bread, I guess, a fugas. And I just like to say it, fugas. <laughs> Did they say which they want fresh herbs in it? Oh, yes. I know what the herbs were, which I don't. It must have been very herbaceous with sage in it and thyme in it and rosemary. Um, I think a couple, Tom and Rav were both people that said they'd eaten fugas and mm-hmm. knew, what it, knew what it looked like and such. Although I don't know that that turned out to be much of an advantage for Rav anyway. Um Honestly. I would have liked to seen one before because the so many people did the slits wrong. And it's just, it's so sad when something like that can really be your downfall. You put yes. the slits next to each other instead of one on top of the other. Yes. Now you, you're sixth instead of second in the technical. I know, I know. That... Just, they're just guessing. They're just guessing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, that seemed to be the problem with 
most of the middle, right? Was just that they had the cuts wrong. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or underbaked. Because it's supposed to be crispy. Mm-hmm. Yes. But yeah, I definitely would like to make this because I have so much sage I need to use up. Fresh sage or dried? Mm-hmm. Oh, really? Fresh. And you know what else I have a lot of? And I wish someone would write in and tell me what to use it for. My dill in my garden is just exploded. And mm-hmm. I have nothing to use it for except for decoration on top of focaccia. So <laughs> I actually put it in a marinade today, a Greek dressing marinade for some chicken. But I, I have a whole bunch of dill I need to use up. So if anybody has a good idea, hit me yeah. up. And I'm, not, I'm not making pickles. Okay, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> I had one cucumber this week and a chipmunk ate it. So mad. The chipmunks have ate, taken over everything. Mm. Yeah. My strawberry patch exists for them, basically. Well, fortunately for Tom, he got first. Yes, he did. And he seemed to really take pride in that whole process, as sort of quoted all on the way, as saying how much how satisfying bread is, how much he enjoys it. And he, he was, was first very, in bread week. Remember? Mm-hmm, yeah. Star he was Baker. very thoughtful about this challenge and did mm-hmm. really well and came in first and his pumpkin ugh, orange was mm-hmm. so bad. He really needed, needed something to probably boost his confidence. Now. Yes, he did mention his position. Um, was it Rav or Saucy that came in last? It was uh, Selassie was last and then Andrew. And it was too soft, right? Yeah, he just didn't put it in for long enough. Mm. I wonder, I don't, have you ever seen a Fugas? Not until. For sale? Oh, for sale? At a bakery? At a a farmer's market at a bakery or anything? No, Mm -hmm. me neither. Me neither. Well, I love cake showstoppers. So this one was right up my alley or keeps my attention anyway. I such a cake lover. I was confused by the challenge to make it a floral cake. I agree. When I'm, I'm watching them make it, I'm, I'm going, okay, so you can choose to put floral flavors in it or decorate it like flowers. Cause I feel like they interpreted it very loosely. Mm-hmm. Right. Isn't that mm-hmm. how you felt? Yep. Yep, and they were a little negative. The judges were a little negative about people that had chosen, I believe Jane just had an orange cake. Yep. And, you know, her floral feature was going to be the whole exterior, and uh, they weren't impressed with that to begin with. And then, of course, Jane had a horrible showstopper day. I just did. Although I could listen to her say chocolate color. <laughs> terrible. Sorry. I apologize. No, you can say it all uh, you want. I could listen to her say those two words together a lot. I like it was like an ASMR <laughs> thing. Totally. Yes. <laughs> but she does it and it doesn't work out at all. And no. yeah. She had wasn't. such high hopes with the the flowers on there. And as you watched it, you're just like, oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. That is like a tie-dye mess. It was mm-hmm. really bad. Yeah, and the challenge was to make three tiers, and then hers were all the same also. It was all the Mm -hmm. same flavor, Mm -hmm. which, you know how those judges are. They don't – it would have to be perfect for them to sort of be okay with just one flavor. Otherwise – And she she started over on one of her 
sponges, remember? Do you think maybe that's what kind of put her behind and then she wasn't able to do her decorations the way she wanted? Yes. And I wrote another note to myself that said, couldn't she at least just taste it? Couldn't she try a little slice of it to see if it's okay before she dumps it in the sink and runs water on it? I know. Every time. Every time. Yeah. It's like an absolute destruction must occur immediately if they choose not to Mm -hmm. use it. I guess, I guess it's like once you decide you, you have to move on. It's like Mm -hmm. when you come upon a yellow light, you're going to stop or you're going to go. Right, right. If you if you step on the brakes and you hesitate, that's the, your downfall. That was right. a nod to my dad who taught me how to drive. <laughs> you see a yellow light, Lisa, you decide. Don't <laughs> hesitate. Unless you live in South Bend and then you run it even when it's red because that's what everybody here does. Sorry, I digress. Because <laughs> they, they make me so mad. Who... Who stood out to you? Who's sounded good? Anybody's that you were like, wow, that was a great idea. I will tell you right now, I don't care for anything flower flavored. (laughs) I know you are lavender lady and that's, you know, something delicious that Mm -hmm. you like, but everybody who, you know, did orange or something, I'm like, well, at least it's not flowers. That's what sounded the best to me. I was the most interested in Candace's with her four seasons, you know, mm-hmm. but then that it wasn't a real win for her with the rubbery, the rubbery fall. That's <laughs> what I have written down. <laughs> but I thought it was kind of cute. And, you know, what a nice idea to do the four seasons. And I think some of them looked really nice. I liked her idea. I, I did. Mm-hmm. I thought that was, that was creative. I would sort of question that that was botanical. I mean, I guess if you're, it depends on how you're defining it because hers were like chocolate. Oh, I'm sorry. Like an almond and a raspberry and a spiced carrot. And then the Mm -hmm. fruitcake. I mean, I guess the fruitcake is fruit. I don't know. It just seems like a little bit of a stretch, but I don't know. Did they just decide that maybe the brief wasn't specific enough because everybody was all over yeah, the place. Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Which did that made it a little bit more fun, I think. I would say that Tom's cakes, I was nervous for him. I their flavors like jasmine to me are like rose, which they're kind of scary in their perfumedness that I worried, even though it was jasmine tea, that it would be too perfumey um, of a flavor, but uh, he, I think they were a little harsh on his de- decoration. I thought it was okay. I don't think it was great, but it was okay. I, I thought it looked really pretty. Yeah. Yeah. It's but, a lot more perfect than I could do for sure. But ha- do you like anything, you know, like they've made biscuits and things with tea flavors or, you know, they, sprinkle the leaves in there is that anything that you like like tea flavored things I honestly haven't had too much of that I will say though that I thought Benjamina's sounded really good uh chamomile honey almond poppy Mm -hmm. seed Mm -hmm. I thought that sounded really good to me and the most interesting and unfortunately they did not get the tea flavor I don't know exactly what the chamomile flavor coming well she did infuse her butter with it mm-hmm. um, I don't know I it kind of makes me want to try it I 
I haven't even made a lavender cake and I should try that too. I've made other baked goods, but not a cake and see if there's, you know, what the, what the crossing line is. I know. I know. I just feel like here's my soapbox moment. There's so many beautiful flavors in the world that are like incredible flavors. Let's talk about coffee and chocolate together. Is there anything better in the world than coffee and chocolate flavored cake or mm-hmm. a coffee and chocolate flavored cookie. No, it's amazing. Right. How about cinnamon? Right. Amazing. Cinnamon and nutmeg. Amazing. When there's so many beautiful flavors in the world, why would you give yourself a tea flavored cookie <laughs> or a tea flavored cake? I'm having a cup of tea right now. It's a delicious Earl Grey. I love it, but I don't want to have anything baked that tastes like <laughs> Earl Grey. I just think tea is good. So I, I don't know when they're like the tea flavor doesn't come through. It's, it's a subtle, subtle flavor, you know, lemon. It's delicious. Lemon can really come through. I don't know. It just doesn't seem worth it. Worth the, the effort. There's my soapbox moment for the day. Gotcha. Brought to you by Twinings of London. <laughs> I will say that I'm very interested to know what elderflower tastes like. Uh, this is making a face. I don't um, know. I thought when I listened to Andrew talk about using elderflower cordial, and then maybe he would use some elderflower extract to really punch it up. I have no idea. I have no idea um, what that would be hmm. like, but it's a common, you know, flavor over there for sure. And so it must be prolific as a plant. And um, that does kind of interest me. What did you think about Selassie's finished three-tier cake? It was very, very, very colorful. It was in like an ombre. Oh, yes, yes, yes. I thought it was lots of stuff, yeah. stuff kind of poked in. But no, I didn't think it, it was in floral flavors, was it? What, what flavors did he put in? I had, He had a lemon poppy seed. Yeah, yeah. I, and I so think he had a carrot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. To, I, I would think that that would be really delicious mm-hmm. and not flower flavored. <laughs> <laughs> it looked a little, I thought it was a little over, a little naff, a little over the top. Oh, I'm sure he can take it. Um, A little over the top for me. Mm-hmm. I thought his piping skill was great. Rosette's and ombre was really was really in at this time. Mm-hmm. What is this? 2016. Yeah, and the naked cake too, like Benjamina did. Yes, and I have to tell you, my daughter in 2016 had an ombre prom dress. Remember, oh, really? and ombre hair. Everybody had ombre hair, and you know, it's just it was such a thing. Mm-hmm. So he was certainly on trend. Yeah, for I the like time. It. So shout out to you, Selassie, for being on trend. Good job. (laughs) Well, you know what? Tom pulled it off. How? Now, let's just consider this. How many other times has someone had a bad first round? And it was bad. His pastry was pale. It was too sweet. They couldn't taste the citrus. I mean, I have all these negative things written down and then he pulls it out to be first in technical, has an amazing showstopper and then becomes star baker. That hardly ever happens. Right. I know. Someone gets two out of three and gets one out of three really wrong. 
That hardly ever mm-hmm. happened. So he must have mm-hmm. just absolutely knocked it out of the park. He did. And Rav, of course, hadn't helped himself along. He was sort of, he had been teetering anyway. He kind of got through by the skin of his teeth the week before. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, just didn't have a strong week. And he he foreshadowed, I'm not a good at finishing. I'm not so concerned about yes. how things look. And I wrote that down know. that he he was psyching himself out. He yeah. really was. Yeah, you're right. Just, you know, go in with a positive attitude, Rav. You never know. I didn't think his three-tier looked as terrible as they made it out to, um, honestly. But uh, not when you aren't good at finishing, that's not the greatest (laughs) showstopper for you. Mm -hmm. You know, there's not going to be a lot of room um, in a three-tiered cake. Yeah. Got to look... I feel like you need to, we always need to point out, like, you know, we say when somebody gets a, gets a handshake, but when, Mm -hmm. when Paul calls something a shame, I feel like it's the opposite and they call this cake a shame. Yes. Oh, poor Ray. Yes. Not very nice, but uh, Tom gets Starbaker. Yay. And he was very emotional. I think about it, but that means that, I guess Raven Andrew actually was kind of down there, but I think Paul Hollywood said that Andrew's showstopper was better, not or not as bad as Rav's. I forget guess how he what else? put it. They use the word shame talking about his showstopper. Yeah. I always write it down. Mm-hmm. Shame. Mm-hmm. So Rav is gone, and um, Rav Bansel. I'm. That's how I'm going to say his name, Rav. I'm sorry if that's not the correct pronunciation. Um, this is a series from 2016, and there is not a lot of current information. However, full disclaimer that I am less than technical in every way, shape, or form, and I am not savvy on Instagram and Twitter. He is very active on Instagram and Twitter. Oh. Yes. I and don't think I follow him. What's yep. his handle? His handle is Rav at Rav Bansal, B-A-N-S-A-L dot Okay, great. He also is on Twitter. Um, I believe he has a Facebook too. Another um, outlet I'm not on. I'm sorry for making myself sound very old. But uh, otherwise, there's not a whole lot out there recently. Uh, he made really big headlines in 2019, at least in Great Britain. Uh, he came out. And, um, oh. and uh, unfortunately, had some hate uh, trolling because of it. And so there's some articles floating around out there as to why why he chose to came out come out at that time and um also, so he was getting hate for being gay or he was getting hate for waiting to come out as gay he was getting hate for being a Sikh and <gasps> oh he was getting hate or got an excessive hate trolling from another uh Sikh individual okay and so okay. sort of using their religion i forgot a, that that that's what he was yes Apologies. so i think he is out and strong and uh, doing well now as far as i can tell he did also have a podcast for 
for a year or two that I actually kind of want to look into because he does have some interesting topics. His podcast is called, do you wear that in the shower podcast? Oh, fun. (laughs) So is it mostly about being a Sikh? No, no, no. He had all kinds of topics. And I think he had a lot of guests who may be like local celebrities in Great Britain. Um, He had one about coming out, I did see, but I hadn't seen anything, I don't think, since 2019. So I don't know Hmm. if it's a defunct podcast or not. Um, Maybe he's looking for another podcast to go on. You know, he is. Come on, Rav. (laughs) You can come on our podcast. I think also what's notable about him is that he's a vegan baker and I know he got some blowback during the show for not doing vegan bakes all the way through. And I thought that's pretty narrow, but yeah, you couldn't um, win being full-time vegan. No way. There's no way. And I, you know, I wonder if they would let you come on Uh, as as a full vegan. Because so many of these things are, Right. You know, right. it has to have butter. It has to have right. eggs. It has to have, you know, milk, cream. Well, and they want you to be well-rounded. They want you to show a skill set that is, you know, complete, yes. not just, I'm really good at making baked items for vegans. So when so. you were looking at his, the stuff that's out there, does he put out a lot of recipes, like vegan recipes? I didn't look through his Facebook uh too detailed but like i said his instagram was loaded with baking pictures loaded so i'm sure if you dig or google you can you can find that but i was hard pressed to find much about what he's doing now it looked like maybe he had started baking as a profession after the Hmm. show but i don't know if that's still going strong now that wasn't what he was doing beforehand but you know everybody's life seems to change for sure absolutely Um, well i'm gonna give it a go my instagram feed i don't check it very often but when i do it's it's my kids their friends and great (laughs) great british bake-off contestants nancy and um Jane and Ian, of course, so many, they, they always put out really good content. Chetna has a ton of really good stuff out there and it's not all baking. She does a lot. She has a new book with um, Indian recipes I'm going to be looking at soon. So yeah, a lot of these guys are just doing fantastic on, oh, Raul, he's got a good one. Oh, does he? Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. I like him. A lot, a lot of love for those guys on Instagram. Beautiful photos. Yes, yes. Food photography has come a long way, hasn't mm-hmm, it? Mm-hmm. Um, from this season, Jane. Uh, Jane, Jane ha- Yeah, she has a cooking school. Did you mm-hmm. see that? I I follow her on Instagram, and I think her handle is Jane Bakes. I think you're right. And uh, she offers classes at a farm in Kent. Mm-hmm. I believe. And I looked it up because I thought, what if I took a macaron class? And it was only like 55 bucks to take what? a two-hour class and get tea and coffee and all kinds you of mean things. You mean like you go there? Yes, but I think she would do, I think she may, because of COVID, do private uh, virtual. Allison, you and I, we're going. Okay. It's only $55 plus 3000 for the flights. <laughs> Let's go. Don't you have a Discover card? Come on. We're going. <laughs> so 
Sorry, so that's, fun. That's how Ellison got me to go to Vienna in 1994. <laughs> Don't you have a Discover card? This is a once in a lifetime chance, Lisa. I'm like, okay. And <laughs> uh, when we went to Vienna, what year was that? What year did you guys get engaged? That's how I know. 94. 94. Mm-hmm. When we went, our airline tickets were $550 round trip. Hey. And to me, that was like a huge. Oh, amount. absolutely amount of money yes humongous yeah. but remember wow. we didn't have to get any hotels so yes that is true if only Just, we knew to go and have a lot of vinoiserie while we were there what is the matter with us we went to aldi <laughs> and ate pizza crust instead <laughs> we did have some of the good chocolate though that's funny and bread we had some good crusty bread from oh aldi. yes absolute <laughs> so good Well, that's Botanical Week, and we are done. And dusted. Thank you for listening to the Soggy Bottom Girls podcast. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram at Soggy Bottom Girls, or connect with us at SoggyBottomGirls.com. And may all your bakes be worthy of a Hollywood handshake.